am coming up on the end of my gut destruction protocol. It's been awesome. I'm drinking between 128 and 160 ounces of water each day. That's a lot. Which I think has made a huge difference. I'm also pooping consistently and it feels awesome. I know that sounds so weird, but you get it, right? I also don't get gassy as much, which is a huge blessing. That means no more stomach aches. I went backpacking over the weekend and had zero stomach problems and my digestion was superb. It has been so long since I felt I've been able to say that. So overall, I've been super happy with the protocol and the results that I'm seeing in my health. I want to move on to the gut replenish protocol because you suggested it as a follow-up to the gut destruction protocol. That was Sydney. Picture this. The next time your doctor gets your labs done and tells you they're normal, you can smile and say thank you. Then take them home and read those normal labs yourself. You won't have to depend upon someone else again. I'm going to teach you exactly how I read them in a very simple way where no medical training is required. Where can you get this? Inside the soon-to-be private podcast coming inside the membership. It's happening this fall. And if you want to transform your normal labs into answers, healing, and hope without depending on anyone else, come join the tribe. You can get all the details at drkylieburton.com backslash healing dash beyond dash the dash diagnosis. That's where you will get access to this private podcast and so much more. I also want to invite you to join a six-week free to heal program that's right for you. We begin October 4th. Learn more and register at drkylieburton.com. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. The gut. The gut is way more than just the gut. And today we are here with Lori Underwood. She is a colon therapist serving the Northern Utah region. You can learn more at her website, ogdencolonhydrotherapy.com. Lori is a specialist when it comes to the gut. And as you all know, the gut is, has more impact than just GI symptoms. So Lori, I'm so grateful you're here and we, we've been able to connect. I know it's been a life, a lot of life and obstacles in the last several months for both of us, but you started off the bat just on rolling off your tongue, numerous associations that the gut has. Correct. You want to roll those off your tongue again? Sure. So we all think of the gut as the poop chute. It's an elimination organ. And yes, that's correct. But it's also one of your largest absorption organs. So if you aren't eliminating your waste, you're drinking it directly into your blood. So it's like an IV bag with direct input to your blood. So when you're not eliminating properly and you're drinking that toxic waste into your blood, it can cause all sorts of things, muscle aches, headaches, fatigue, depression, insomnia, joint pain, skin rashes. I mean, when you're drinking poop soup, you feel like crap. (laughs) yeah I've never heard explained like that but it's like oh my gosh you're so on so on point right it's way more than just your poop shoot it has it's your second brain it it tells your body what hormones to produce your hormone intakes are in your colon so if they're all clogged with what you ate 30 years ago 
your body's not producing the right hormones. Your gut is 80% of your immune system. So if it's all gunked with the pizza and Pop-Tarts you ate when you were 10, you're still living on those pizza and Pop-Tarts, just sucking it through your blood. Take that as a powerful (laughs) chronic illness. Like I just want to do hit the drum set or something, you know? (laughs) So as you're working with the gut and you're a hydrocolon therapist, what do you see resolve? You know, so many things. People initially will come because they're constipated or they have diarrhea or they have gas or they have GERD, all of these things. So if you can get what's caught in there, the best way for me to explain it, Kylie, is like this. If you were a house hoarder, okay, and you had little trails through your house, well, we get older and wiser and we change our diet and we start eating healthier, but we've never cleaned our house. So we're still living on stuff we ate as a kid when we didn't know any better. And it's still in there haunting us and it's rotten. It's full of worms. It's full of infection and it's just sitting in your gut and you drink that directly into your bloodstream. So, so many things. When I first got into this, I just thought it was a poop shoot. I soon learned that what it took care of me was 27 years of four times a week migraine headaches And colon therapy took away my migraines. I had been to every medical doctor on the planet. But it was toxins. I'm drinking my own sewage, which caused me headaches. If you're not getting rid of it through the colon, it comes out your skin. Because your body has to get rid of the poison. So all sorts of rashes, hives, psoriasis, body odor, um, aches and pains. And, you know, I can't make any medical claims. But I can tell you if you drink your own poop soup, you feel like shit. (laughs) literally. (laughs) (laughs) I have a patient I'm working with. She actually is in Pleasant View. So she might be your next, next one knocking on your door. It's the migraines that are just like, we can't figure them out. And we've even looked at, you know, the, the mold in the house, what she's sleeping in, that kind of thing. But when you say this hydrocolon therapy and migraines for your personal story, I mean, I always tell people this too, like, I don't know what's going to resolve until we start treating. Right. Just fixing all these underlying things and things just go, right. And they're gone. And it's like, most of the time you don't even know you're suffering with it because it's just normal life to you. (laughs) I know because you're used to it. Yeah. You're so used to it. Um, Tell us a little bit more about the, we'll call them the superpowers of the gut. As far as healing. Whatever comes to your mind, what the power of the gut. Well, you know, we can do the old coronavirus, the big uh, C word of the century. Okay, so we're born with an immune system. We need to strengthen our immune system, not weaken it. So to strengthen anything, you've got to give it good nutrition. You've got to clean it. You've got to take care of it. So if 80% of your immune system is in your gut, I'd say you better take care of your gut so that your body can fight all these crazy bugs that are coming around. We're built to fight them. If we give our body the right keys. Yes. Amen. Amen, sister. 80% of your immune system is in your gut. And when I'm talking about autoimmunity, I often say like, we have to rehab your gut because your gut is your immune system. Correct. And when people who are always saying, why well, always get sick, gut, right? right? You know, Hippocrates yeah. said that all disease begins in the gut. So mm-hmm. with our food chain, as awful as it is, and our stress levels and our crazy lives, You know, if all disease begins in the gut, I would say you better take care of your gut. And that starts from the mouth out. You can't put creepy stuff in and expect it to run well. 
Now, what does running well look like? What is a normal hoop schedule? What should it be? You know, if in the perfect world, it'd be like any other species, mill in, mill out, like your dog, like your cat, like your cow. But humans, you know, now we're eating funny because we're not working in the field anymore. So instead of having big breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we're eating smaller meals. So the colon comes in three part, descending, transverse, and ascending. And it's like a, like a square only mixing aside. Right. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So when you eat tomorrow's breakfast, it should have moved out yesterday's breakfast. But if you're only having an apple, it doesn't fill the space. So now I tell people bare minimum of one good, healthy poop a day. And I would still classify that as constipated, but you're not going to die. <laughs> yeah. I would say I one to two per day. Pain. Yeah. People come to me and they go once a week and they go five deer pellets. Well, deer pellets don't count. So basically, if you don't know what deer pellets look like, they're like a little bit bigger than a pea. Right. They're yeah, little. So that doesn't count unless you're only eating five deer pellets a week. You know, if you figure nutrients are microscopic to enter your bloodstream, we should be getting rid of as much as we eat in a day because the nutrition isn't the bulk. And very few people get rid of even half of what they eat in a day. So it goes somewhere, sticks right to your guts. Yeah. Goes out in your bloodstream, causes havoc, raises inflammation, all sorts of fun stuff can fall after that. Right. So ideally, we want to see one to two bowel movements per day. That's a good solid flush. You know that you got rid of the toxins and you got rid of the food from yesterday. Correct. Okay. So when we first began speaking, when I was in the ER with a family member and ultimately ended up, it ended up being constipation. Right. And I was sitting there. I loved the MD. It was great. She was very <laughs> knowledgeable, but then she sits there and, and talks about the ways to fix constipation. And it made me cringe. Right. Fiber, 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 right. and more fiber. Exact wrong thing to do with constipation. Teach us. Fiber is a bulking agent. As we all know, you mix it in water. It turns into paste. You swallow it. It gets in your colon and grows. So if your colon is too weak to move food, it's really too weak to move bulking paste. So all that does is blow the elasticity of the colon, the peristalsis push. So then people are diagnosed with megacolons. They've blown out all the elasticity. The colon doesn't have the ability to push anymore. So it would be, I'd compare it to people with the stomach flu eating Mexican food. I mean, the number one worst thing you can do, too much spice, too much bulk. So people take laxatives, they take softeners, they do all of this stuff, and all of that weakens the colon. The colon is a muscle, and we have to make it move to get it stronger. But we've, we've eaten so much gluten and sugar and crap in our lives, we've gooed our guts so they can't move. So what I do is you get in there and you're trying to unstick some of that stuff. I vary the water temperature to get the colon, relax, contract, try and get the muscle moving so that it actually works like it should in moving the food through. You can soften it all you want. If the muscle doesn't move, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm thinking so fiber and laxatives, wrong. Totally well, it wrong. was like Metamucil. Yeah. I mean, all of those things. Right. Yeah, and so in my head, I'm thinking, well, if there's SIBO, that's wrong too. Right. But every time, it, and it wasn't like 
like a really bad constipation um, where she hadn't gone for, you know, weeks at a time and everything was backed up. I just think one, it's such, it's a weak, weak muscle structure. Right. And then when, when the bulk is all there, it is trying so hard to right. flex and contract. And that's what she was feeling. And I'm, and I'm telling, explaining this, cause this is what a lot of people feel and they don't associate the two with gut issues and constipation to them. It's just pain. Right. Right. Yeah, but colons that aren't used to moving are kind of like a rusty old chain and they have to creak and get their self lubricated to get going. So yeah, it gets crampy, but long-term that crampy isn't painful. It's uh-huh. just normal. Yeah. And I'm even thinking I got a, I got a message today from a girl who's been trying to figure out her hormones and we just got everything from an endometriosis, heavy, painful type concept to, I had my first regular period and I only had to take one Tylenol rather than five wow. big painkillers. Then she texts me and says that she's cramping. Now, is it, is it the hormonal cramp or is it actually like the colon as we introduce probiotics back into the system? Right. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. They're all kind of the same. Yeah. They all feel the same. Yeah. And for, but, you know, and you know this Kylie, when you chew your food, it tells your stomach to produce digestive acid. Well, when your colon moves, it tells your liver to dump its poison. I've emptied the garbage can. Well, none of us sit in there and let our colon move. We sit in there, grunt and groan and have our abdominal muscles <laughs> squeeze our colon. You know, Unless so you're Andrew funny. and you sit on the toilet for 20 minutes reading a magazine. Right. Well, dudes, they sit in there forever. But women, we got to get in and out of there. We don't have time to wait. <laughs> so the signal is never They're banging on the door, peeking underneath right. the door. Yeah. So... We've got to learn to let that colon muscle move so that the signal to the rest of your organs that empty into the colon, get the signal that the garbage can has made room, go ahead and dump your stuff. That signal's never being sent. Is it just, do we need to just take more time? Well, yeah. And if your colon's strong enough, you know, you should still be able to get in there and get out. They just like to read magazines. They're just telling you they're potty in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always joke like, how long is it going to be this time? Whereas my brother is like, like they have the opposite scenario there. If they would stay gluten-free, they would be better, but that's really tough to do. So it's like, oh, well, he had gluten today. He's hanging right. out <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. Let's eat a little bit of glue and see how our body likes it. Yeah. So, so funny. And I think like we joke about this, but yet I would, I would go, I would safe to say like 90% of the population has some type of gut issue, whether they want to recognize it or not. Oh, but I mean, sure. you name the list, autoimmune disease, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. I mean, this isn't just gastrointestinal complaints. Right. This is systemic complaints. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I'm going to be brave enough one of these times to come in your office and come experience it. <laughs> and Andrew's always like, she's just pumping water. And so explain to me how the therapy works, not only from a patient standpoint, but from a practitioner standpoint. Right. Well, of course, you have to hook them up to the machine. So a tube has to go into your fanny, but it only has to go past the two sphincter muscles. It doesn't have to go clear out and come out your mouth. (laughs) And so it just has to go in a little bit. And then I control the speed of the water. So we do one ounce per five seconds so that we're not ballooning it or sending it into spasm. And we start with warm water, which relaxes the colon. I also have a pressure gauge. So I know you need to go to the bathroom before you do, because I can watch that pressure build. 
So when your pressure reaches a certain point, we put you on empty. It just flushes through the machine so we can see if there's undigested food, infection, parasites, toxins, whatever there is. And so we just empty and fill, empty and fill, trying to get around that whole colon. It's not miserable. It's actually really easy. Everybody's afraid and everybody says that was easy. I just, I just think like, hey, hey, Lori, here's my bus. Yep, I know. But if you show me something I haven't seen before, I'll pay you. <laughs> I've been doing this for 30 years, girlfriend. I've probably seen everything there is to see. What, what have you seen? Like, what's, what's the best stuff you've seen? Coming out or that people will write me notes on their butt in the mirror. So it's facing the right direction. <laughs> That's awesome. I've had little kids that decide they're going to swallow spider rings to see if I can see them come out the other end. But, you know, I see money. I see marbles. I see dental work, you know, undigested food, parasites, as long as your arm on almost everybody eventually. Oh my gosh. Parasites are so big too. And, and I've seen pictures of people getting rid of and. Ugh. Yep. And I would give it 95% of the public are full of worms. Yeah. You know, if you it's think just about a matter it, of, are they affecting you or not? Right. We deworm every other living creature out there. Dogs, cats, horses, cows, pigs, sheep, and they don't wipe their butt or pick their nose and they have worms. <laughs> right. You, you take like this, this topic and it's like, we're just sitting here laughing because it's so true. Well, because yet, I have to talk about the gross stuff. But the gross stuff is what needs to be talked about. Well, and I've been doing it for so long that I forget it's the gross stuff. I talk about it to everybody. <laughs> um, so as you see this stuff coming in and out, like how often do people usually do this before they're? You know, it usually takes like a series to get it all cleaned out because I'm dealing with a lifetime of buildup. Uh -huh. So it'll usually take a few treatments to get it all the way full and empty. And then we try and figure out their maintenance by their health, by their diet. They figure their maintenance by their diet. My junk food junkies, I see them once a month. My healthy eaters, I maybe see once every six months, once a year. So you clean your teeth, you clean your fatty, you're good to go. Both ends of the hose. As a chiropractor, you adjust your spine, keep it straight, add right. that to the list, we'll, we'll be good to go. Right, that's good, yeah. What are the biggest culprits from a food standpoint that you see? You know, what I tell people gut. when they come is that we're going to work on five things. I hope I can remember them. Sugar, no sugar, no dairy, no preservatives, no gluten. And I can't remember the other one. I'll think of it later. I'm old. <laughs> well, I'm always, I will go to list those things too. I'm like, wait, there's a third, but that's, it's on the podcast. So go check it out. Sugar, dairy, gluten, preservatives. Yeah, I can't remember the other one. It'll come to me later. So when I spout out some word, add that to your list. Okay. The five biggest food culprits. Right. So I tell them we're going to work on eliminating all those. And they can pick which one's first. You know, if they're not a big dairy person, let's get rid of that one first. That will be easy. Because getting rid of all five at once, it's impossible. And then they give up. Yeah. I always tell people, just do it for 21 days. Right. Or Try 30 days, you know, give them, give that time period. Cause at me personally, I can, I can stay perfectly clean for 21 days. Right. And by the end of 21 days, I am running smoothly. My GI tract is running smoothly. Right. And I do it like every year, just, you know, as a, as a reboot, but sugar, dairy, I add soy to the list. Oh yeah. Soy Absolutely. Soy. No soy. We aren't made for soy. It shuts down our endocrine system. Uh -huh. So yeah, 
I don't know if that was my fifth one though, but we can add it. Then we're, then I don't have to worry about thinking of what it is. (laughs) Perfect. As we're, I don't want to finish without talking about the big no-nos to do with the gut. One of those no-nos would be fiber to fix constipation. What are some, some other no-nos or myths? Laxatives. I believe sometimes laxatives are necessary to get you out of a bind, but long-term laxatives make the colon weaker, not stronger. Yeah. So I use magnesium oxide with my people to get the colon muscle moving. I want the muscle to move. I don't want long-term. That's what we need. We need all of our muscles moving, you know, bread, pasta, all those things we just named are no-nos. They get clogged. They're sticky foods. Uh huh. They're the fillers. Right. If you have a plumber come to your house and snake your kitchen sink and it comes out with all this black slimy stuff, we put the same thing down our kitchen sink that we put in our mouth, but we don't have a disposal and we don't have near as much water. And that pipe is still as black and nasty. So imagine what your guts look like with what we're putting in there without a disposal and water. I would be scared to see what comes into my tube. Right. (laughs) Pretty clean, but... When you say these things, it's like, you know, this is just what happens living in 21st century America. Correct. No matter how clean you want to be, it's. Well, and you're probably not adding to the problem anymore. Once you clean up your diet, you quit adding to the problem. But we need to do what you, we need to get out what you did before, before you decided that what you ate mattered. Yeah. And we've all been there. You know, we all. We all still go through lapses of that. Right. I have like five things of ice cream in my freezer that I see at the grocery store and think, oh, that might be good one night, but they're all so closed. Right. Yeah. Well, and we're not perfect. We have a stressful day. I want some junk food. Yeah. But I don't want to eat it 30 years later through my bloodstream. <laughs> yeah. So no fiber, no laxatives, any other no-nos? You know, all those food are no-nos. Um, people talk to me a lot about coffee enemas and enemas in general. Yeah, that's why I was just going to ask you. What do you what are right. your thoughts on those? I'm not against those. A coffee enema is actually to detox your liver. Yes, but you can't get to your liver, so they access the liver through the colon. So you know, you, of course, you have to have the right kind of coffee, not Folgers. <laughs> but you don't. You know, I have some people doing it two and three times a day. That's way too much. That's too much caffeine. That's too much on the colon. But I'm not opposed to it. I think it helps enemas. I'm not opposed to those, but not every day. You know, if you need it to get things moving, so you're not poisoning yourself to death, that's fine. But don't do it every day. You got your body needs to learn to move on its own. I know when we were in the hospital, the ER, they did two different enemas with just, I think it was just water with saline. Does that sound right? They do one, they call it the chocolate cow. And I can't remember what it is, but I think it's got magnesium and I don't know. People tell me that they do it. I don't know what's in it. Well, I'm just thinking with that scenario, because I know other people have experienced something similar. They experience the pain. And I want to say that the pain is from the muscle trying to contract. Correct. But it's not getting anywhere. Right. Because it would be like, like we'd be on a hike and she just dropped to the ground. And, right. And That's the colon going to spasm, like a kink toes. Yeah. And so the other end of that hose is freaking out. Yeah, that's what was going on. So then they try the enemas. It didn't really help. No, because enemas typically aren't enough water to do any good. I mean, if you've got something sitting right at the end that you can't get out, an enema will help. 
But if you've got something two thirds of the way in there, an enema is not going to touch it. Well, not only the water, but you have the pressure. What did the pressure push that water? Because it's going, it has to go up across and down to get Correct. all three sides of the colon. Yes. So my machine is a closed machine and it's pressure driven. But of course, I have to keep the pressure within limits. Right. There's a lot of machines out there. They're open units and they're gravity fed, but they're just called lower bowel cleaners. So they can only clean like that descending side. I'm trying to get around the corners into the transverse, into the ascending. But, you know, when I say pressure, everybody freaks out. Pressure's regulated. I'm not going to ricochet your head off the wall. It's, it's really easy. But I like got you go to adjust somebody's neck and I think they're going to you know, <laughs> break their head off. That, will you? They can't do that. I'll just leave their backside and adjust their neck and come back. No, I can't do that. So I, I love, I needed to learn more about this, which is good. Um, one of these days I'll get into your office and just start cleaning myself out. And then, and that's not like I'm fighting anything, but it, for long-term, you know, wellness purposes, this should be part of the regimen to, like you said, get childhood out. Right. Get the junk out. Yeah. And stress um, is the biggest toxic producer out there. You know, your body fights stress like it would a virus or a bacteria. So it sends out all your fighters and there's nothing there to fight. So stress then becomes toxic. So stress, that's why stress is our biggest killer. So when it produces all those toxins in your body, if you're not eliminating those, you're drinking those back into your blood. So you poison yourself auto intoxication all day, every day. <laughs> this, the visuals that you're setting in my mind are just. I'm not mean until I'm trying to make it simple. No, it, no, it's perfect because that's never been explained like this. But when you say, you know, these toxins are going right back into your bloodstream, like you can do all the detox regimens in the world, but unless you're detoxing your colon and getting it cleaned and running efficiently and the muscle contracting, like, right. You absorb it. Matter how many detoxes you do. Right. So powerful. Who would have thought the poop shoot meant so much, huh? (laughs) Give give us a good, one of your favorite stories to tell from a patient success standpoint. You know, oh, Kylie, I'll tell you a funny one. How about that? I had a little cute lady come in. I called her Tweety Bird Grandma. She had the cute little bun, purse, heels, about 80. And she asks me from the bathroom if she needs her garments off. So, you know, she's religious, which is fine. And I get working on her and she gets cussing like a sailor. <laughs> like every word you can ever imagine is coming out of this Tweety Bird grandma's mouth. So I look at her and her pupils are as big as her whole eyeballs. And I say to her, um, what drugs are we dealing with? She says, oh, honey, I don't do drugs. I go, you're hiring a kite. I need to know if this is prescription drugs, recreation drugs. What are we dealing with? She says, back in college, you know, I did some drugs recreationally. So what had happened is I stirred that drug up. She drank it into her blood faster than I could get it out. So she was higher than a kite. She had to sleep here. 60 years ago? Yep. Still caught in the tissues of her colon. Holy moly. My water leached that out of there into my water. But her body decided to drink my water rather than eliminate it. Put that drug right back in her blood. I had little Tweety Bird Grandma sleeping here for hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, oh my gosh! So how do you get how do you get it out? 
as fast as you can. But if they're, if they're dehydrated and they come, their body wants to drink my water. You know, so yeah, I, I should probably them, drink a lot more water before I come to you. Right. I tell them to drink a lot of water the days before so they can be hydrated. So their body doesn't want to drink my water. Yeah, the toxic my water enters their poop chute, it's poisonous water. Yeah. And so, yeah, they just, anything that we've unleashed, if they can drink it faster than I can get it out, then they get to deal with it. I work on a lot of recovering drug addicts. I was going to say, if that yeah, has that power. Little, little tastes of the drugs so they can't get over it. But I have to ask them when they're doing paperwork, what they do when they're high. You know, do you bite your lip? Do you pick your nose? Do you blink a lot? What do you do? Because if they get high, they won't tell me because they want to be high. And so I have to watch for behavior. So I know if we're dealing with the drug. And I also have to know what their drug of choice is. So I know if I can work on them. So hydrocolon therapy is part of a drug rehab program. Should be. Yeah, should be. Especially if it's in there. It's in 20, 60 years later and yeah, still in sitting there in the colon. And they get tastes of it. They can't get over the addiction. Yeah, the relapses. Right. So everyone just assumes it's a, that it's a mental right. barrier that they can't fight it when in reality it's still in their body. Right. Yep. They're and still dealing with it. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, Andrew, my husband came to you after he was getting over his addictions, I'm sure. Right. Paperwork was similar with him. Thank <laughs> goodness you are part of his life at that point. Uh, so you funny. can have a so successful lots, story. Lots of funny stories. <laughs> What's one from like, I don't know, the worst chronic illness ever? That you've seen? You know, I have a lot of people come with, um, this isn't the worst chronic condition ever, but severe diarrhea, you know, where yeah. they're pooping their pants all the time. They can't go out. And really what it is most of the time is severe constipation. So if you picture your colon like a donut, new food moves through the donut hole. If you get so constipated that that donut hole is plugged, your body will liquefy stuff and shoot it through there to keep you alive. Well, when all that pressure's build up, you have no control. Once it wants to leave, it's leaving. So these people are homebound because they're pooping their pants. Yeah. So they come to me and say they've got chronic diarrhea. Well, you would think they could hold a ton of water because they're all cleaned out. We can't even get three ounces of water in there because they're so full that all that can move through there is liquid. So you get away, pull that stuff out, get rid of the diarrhea because you get rid of the constipation. What's blocking everything. Right. Going. Yeah. But you know, they give them everything to stop them up because they think it's diarrhea. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so, such a messed up system. I literally had a phone call a couple of weeks ago from a lady who was like, I, I can't leave my house. I've been in my house for six years. For six years, I'm 39 years old. I have four kids. Right. And the same, same issues. Um, so we'll approach it from the SIBO standpoint, but also what you're saying is it's showing up as diarrhea, but that isn't correct. It's actually constipation. And the only thing that can move through is liquid. So you're experiencing Right. And it, because of the pressure in there, it's coming out on its own. You can't control it. Yeah. And how did you get into this? Your own health? <laughs> I have two ads that are colon therapists. So, of course, I never wanted to do that. I wanted to do something really glamorous and cool. <laughs> but I had migraines for 27 years. And I would just shoot up all day with Demerol and throw up in a bucket from age two till 27. 
my gosh. So when I moved to California, I worked at one of my aunt's clinics and she kept begging me to go to school. And I, I just going, I, I don't want to do poop for a living, but I was getting treatments from her and my migraines were going away. So then when I went to school, we did a 21 day juice fast and my migraines of 27 years went away. What school did you go to? Ojai Healing Arts it was in Ojai, California. What was the end result? Like I, you're just sort of, I don't have migraines anymore. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering like how, if someone's interested from a, from a practitioner standpoint, I know I have lots of practitioners listening to this and they're, you know, building new practices. And I think this would be such a cool tool to add to a functional medicine practice. Right. So if they were to go find more people like you, how do they, where do they find them at? You know, Utah has made it really hard to be a colon therapist. Yeah. The hoops and the regulations we have to jump are incredible. So some of us are hidden. So I know of probably eight in the state, but there's probably equally that many underground. Um, Some states it's illegal. So some states, they don't have it at all. Are you serious? Yep. Because it works so well, let's make it illegal. Right. Yep. They don't like it. And, you know, we have to be really careful. We can't diagnose. I can't fix anything. Right. But I'm trying to help your body so it can fix itself. Yeah. And and we all think, you know, we all think hormones. We all think, you know, something's wrong with my hormones because I'm getting these headaches. And and we never think your colon, no matter how many detoxes you do. Right. Nope. We never put it to our gut. Yeah. And the the impact that 60 years later, there's still (laughs) the drug. And that blows my mind. And inside her colon. That cute little Tweety Bird grandma. So funny. <laughs> so can, can they go to like the school's website and find you? Find graduates? Uh, no, I don't think the school's around anymore. It was in a little hippie town in California. You know, they can Google colon hydrotherapist in their area. Okay. That's where we were taught to advertise. Health food stores. Most massage therapists know where we are. Most chiropractors know where we are. Okay. In school, that's where we're taught to advertise, you know, like, don't go try and fight the medical establishment, go yeah, to that's... Market, which would be alternative people. Uh-huh. And so health food stores, chiropractors, massage therapists, or Google, most of us are on, you know, have a website and you can find. Okay. And if you are in Northern Utah, go to Lori at the hydrocolon therapy, uh, right. Ogden colon hydrotherapy. Let me get there that correct.com. I love that our conversation, we might have to do this again after I experience it and we can share that, share how simple and easy it is. Yeah, just get your butt in here. That's all I need. Well, I had to drink more water first. Yeah, drink more water. I'm I'm more on the dehydrated side. And it's I don't just want you like, to like a sailor in here. I probably won't. I, I hope I won't. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Lori. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you learned as much as I did from that discussion. Now, I'm in need of your help. I'm writing a book because of overwhelming requests. I'll be teaching you how to transform those normal labs into answers, healing, and hope. Whether you're a practitioner or you're trying to take charge of your own health, what questions do you have about blood work and labs? I'd love to answer those questions inside the book. To submit your questions for a chance to be answered within those pages, Text 855-499-2555.
Again, that's eight five five four nine nine two five five five. Then stay tuned. You just might have a special place inside the Q and A at the end of each chapter. Come join the membership. You not only get access to me on live calls, but you also get the answers to questions just like yours on my private podcast. This level of attention and help is only available inside my membership. So stop relying on late night Google searches and start getting the answers and relief you desire. I can't wait to welcome you in. I would also love to welcome you in to the six week free to heal program. That's the right fit for you. We begin October 4th. Learn more about the program and the membership by going to drkylieburton.com. See you on the inside.